Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say it right off the top. How canceled would a man be if he wore a shirt that read Punani Train on it? (laughs) History would tell us he would not be canceled at all. Okay, good. I'm going to wear the shirt that says Punani Train on it then. What is the... You know how, like, back in the day, trains were powered by, I guess, logs and steam? I don't even know uh-huh. what the fuck how a train even works now. <laughs> uh, what is the Punani? I can tell you how the train at Dollywood works. Tell, is tell it us. A Punani train? Does it work yeah. off stereotypes? Hillbilly stereotypes? <laughs> they, they. <laughs> yes, in fact, uh, in the form of coal, coal. <laughs> they burn crystal meth in the. <laughs> uh, it really is. They say it's like the last train. A functional daily running train or some shit. I don't know what they say, but that's run by coal, burning coal. <laughs> when it starts slowing down and losing its steam, everybody just starts yelling, Welfare Queen. Welfare Queen. <laughs> and it keeps just... And it just keeps going. It, it just keeps another day. rolling. Um, what is the Punani train powered off of? Punani! The good times, baby. <laughs> um, All aboard! <laughs> I was reading in the newspaper. So to answer your earlier question, Tanya, no, there's nothing in the paper about Juneteenth this week except your speaker piece, which made it. Wow, great! Sorry. They were afraid not to. I'd say, Tanya. They do have a very fascinating story, though, about how abandoned mine land, abandoned mine cleanup programs are nearly broke. <laughs> Like, it's um, it's bad, folks. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that article. Just sit, some poor bastard is past going, bending down to an orange creek. Yeah, yeah, that was me six years ago. <clears throat> what does it say? Is what's actually bankrupt? Um, our morals and our morals. Yeah, as evidenced by the Punani train T-shirt. Um. The abandoned mine land cleanup programs. So you know how like they have to put up bonds when they uh, open up a permit or apply for a permit. Yeah, but I thought all that was kind of fairy tale anyway. Oh, I mean like, it's it's absolutely that's that's long been like some tooth fairy shit as far as I could tell. It's always been um an, an illusion, a mirage. <laughs> But They're just finally admitting it, I guess. Well, it's. I think the full scope of it is becoming clearer and clearer as the industry. So I guess like coronavirus has kind of been like the death knell on the industry. Like it says here, coal production has dropped twenty six percent. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those oil things where we're now digging coal at a twenty six percent loss. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the black jewel and revelation bankruptcy. That threatens the oh, the cleanup funds God. here in Kentucky. I mean, like, it's the gift that keeps on giving, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it has to be in some, in some s- significant percentage due to Jim Justice's unpaid um, fees, fines, just in Kentucky. Because they're, they're to the tune of millions. I mean, it's a pretty funny concept, the cleanup funds. It was basically like 
look, if you want to destroy this mountain, you're going to have to pay a couple hundred million dollars up front so we can, like, spray fescue grass on it <laughs> over the next 15 years. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it really was, like, the the it was foreshadowing, and it was kind of like the futuristic... Um, or the get out in front of it. I don't know how to say it, but it was like the early carbon capturing nonsense. Yeah. Like that's it's based on the same premise. Is carbon cap is carbon capture in the Green New Deal? It was attempted in the Obama years. <laughs> that was the Obama Green New Deal um, cap mm-hmm, and trade. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they were trying to run the Punani train off. Or of. not just <laughs> carbon. <laughs> carbon credits. <laughs> yeah, carbon not, yeah, not just carbon capture, but credits. Carbon crediting. Carbon crediting. The good Lord. stuff. No, this... Um, are we releasing this today? Uh, probably tomorrow. This is Wednesday, July 1st. Probably tomorrow, July 2nd. Well, either way, I, need to, I, need, I want to do a shout out first thing for July 1st. One, today's the best, the beginning of the best month of the year. God damn it. Two. <laughs> Is it your birthday month? God damn it. Already? I, I, I forewarned you of this. I've been talking about it since April. So. Let me tell you what you've done. You've went from taking a birthday, oh, since I've known you, taking a birthday week to taking a birthday month to taking a birthday season. <laughs> and now hey. you can't see this, people, but she's voguing. <laughs> That was for your eyes only, Tom. Friendship is a really beautiful and amazing thing because (laughs) any other person, if they took a birthday month, I would say, that person's insufferable. But since you're one of my best friends... You don't think I'm insufferable? (laughs) I just assumed that you did. (laughs) But you, because I know that you're such a masochist, you love, that's why you love me. That's true. I love the pain that you bring me. Because I cause you so much suffering. (laughs) You can't stay away. This is hey, true. While we're doing shout outs here, I did just get this. I didn't down. even get to do mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Jesus I got one fuck. To in sorry. Go for it. Uh, if, uh, unless you're going to shout out yourself and then let no, me. No, <laughs> I'm not shouting out myself. God. I need to shout out a listener who's also one of my favorite people, Stephanie Tyree. Today's her birthday. Okay. Her birthday, birthday. she's out in West Virginia being so hot, so great, so smart, best mom, best butt, all around, best. (laughs) Shout out to Steph. It's her birthday today. Um, Love you. Wish I was with you. Okay. I guess this is running tomorrow. I don't know. But she always texts me. She the other day she texted me and she said I had I just had to pause tri- the Trillbillies episode at a minute fifty to laugh <laughs> at you because my favorite bit on Trillbillies is you not have hurt hearing of something that's happened in the news and Tom and Terrence explaining to you what has happened and you <laughs> reacted in real time the way all of us are have reacted to that thing already. The show would not work if you actually read the news. <laughs> tried to start and we just started tanking immediately i had to stop <laughs> <clears throat> well shout out to stephanie happy Terry. birthday stephanie um, and also uh this is going out to um <clears throat> drew gray and her husband joey who have their third wedding anniversary coming up on july 8th the 9th which i was admonished was for religious reasons but uh happy anniversary to drew and joey 
Oh my God, yes, happy anniversary. And okay, we have one more shout out. I'm sorry, this is so great. Can we just make this a shout out show? I love it already. <laughs> okay. You guys, okay, remember when it we did the birthday, Q&A? Mark. Remember when we did the Q&A show? Uh-huh. Yes. Or was that our 100th episode? Episode 100, yeah. Okay, if you all recall, I'm pretty sure this was the that, that episode. I got a question from listeners who were trying to get pregnant. And they had messaged me and asked if I if I could get, had any advice from for them because they had heard me talk about doing a spring equinox fertility ceremony for a friend who then got pregnant. Do y'all remember this? Yes, I do. Did they well, get- they messaged me back in january to let me know that they um were were pregnant uh-huh and thanked me and that was so sweet and then monday yesterday two days ago look i got a picture of their baby they just had their baby oh nice congratulations first, this trill billy's willed this baby to be <laughs> good looking child <laughs> truly i know most babies are kind of iffy this is a cute baby right it's a good looking baby. baby full head of hair my more hair. This baby killed, has killed to have truly. This this baby has more hair than Tom. Nah, <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, anyway. I've made. What's so funny is that I am not really bald at all, but uh, I've made no. it such a bit that people think I'm bald, and they're really surprised when they say that I kind of do have a full head of hair. Like, Tom, the whole point is you lower expectations so that people are pleasantly surprised. That's I got the point. one more shout out before we roll on here. <laughs> Happy bur- happy literal rolling, born day, Margo. So glad you're in the world. You're a Trillbilly's baby now. Keep keep it, the shout outs rolling. This shout out goes out to, to Joey, who is one half of the aforementioned Drew and Joey. <laughs> Sounds like my man's got a birthday coming up on July 27th. And just wanted to get that out here before I forget it. And Absolutely not. That's a Leo birthday. We will have to shout that out in Leo season. 27th? July? Yep. That's Leo. That's no, Leo, that season. Leo season. Absolutely. No. Are you are you going to argue with me about this? You're wrong, Tanya. <laughs> Fucking hey. July Joey's 27th. Joey's going to be 27. It's a Leo birthday. Oh, it's his golden birthday. All right, I'll allow it. Okay, Joey's going to be 27 and and uh Drew But Joey's says a Leo, that, let's be clear. Drew says that they're also I should say um they're on Drew. I'm not sure Drew. I I think I said drew is her and i'm not i'm i don't know if that's a fact or not so drew i apologize if i've misgendered you in any case uh, uh, their favorite happy birthday song is fried chicken country hog it's your birthday hot dog so uh <laughs> send that out to you big joe wow even though a jam leo I mean, it's also that, Joey. I'm a Leo too. From I one Leo, no for it. from one Leo to another. It, it's also like a shout out within a shout out because it's the same person you just shouted out. <laughs> so well, anyway, let's get the show rolling. How about it? Um, Anything worth doing is worth doing three times. Uh, one, my uh, shout out is to Jim Justice, who's one of his family's companies would cost one hundred and thirty-four million dollars to reclaim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the mines that belong to it, anyways. Friends, well, Jim, we are living in an environment that is um, at war with us, and um, obviously, uh, we all know this. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Um. But it is, uh, you know, it just it just piles on. 
it just piles on. Um, and when I saw this in the newspaper, that was my first thought today. <laughs> I'm gonna get killed by a landslide, just <coughs> because. <lives> in battle. <laughs> yeah. A friend messaged me after we had talked about uh, the only thing that people really ask of local elected officials is erosion control. Uh-huh. They said they were gonna make T-shirts left us against erosion. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence needs that t-shirt It's a very important issue In my opinion <laughs> Terrence how long would you say you've been against erosion At least A solid 20 years At least yeah. a solid two decades I've not been aware Of erosion for 20 years <laughs> really, The only the first... erosion I'm aware of Is our eroding social safety net Am I right <laughs> That one I knew about 20 years ago, definitely. Yeah. The very first time I ever heard Landslide by the Dixie Chicks. Um, <laughs> you mean the Chicks? The Chicks, my bad. <laughs> they, are, they are no longer the Chicks. The oh, Dixie. They could have just done the Chicksie Dicks. That would have been good. <clears throat> the Chicksie Dicks. Yeah, I agree with that. That could have been cool. Oh, Tom, I'm sending you some... Speak your piece. We don't have to read them this week if you don't want, but I figured I might as well send them to you. At, if we don't read them, you can at least read them after the episode and get some. Well, we already read mine last week when I sent it, so yeah, no, no need for that, Tom. What's that? Glad um, it made it in, though. There's a lot of salacious ones this week. They've moved on mostly from the What's Black Lives. Mean? Like, uh, you know, like. I saw you with so and so. I know yeah. you're together. Like the a lot creepy, of, a lot of scandal. Back and forth. Um, oh, here's a weird one. That old bitch that keeps yelling about Juneteenth. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I threw that there for laugh. I know that. I know they won't print that. They won't print the word bitch, but they print KKK excitedly. <laughs> With exclamation points. <laughs> they did print the word sex this week. Oh, nice. Read us that one. <clears throat> Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Here's just a little bit more of a hint to a young gentleman who went behind his uncle's back and tried to have sex with his uncle's wife. Ooh, <laughs> she can't classic speak about it, but cook. I can. I'm classic. going to laugh and gloat when this man has nothing and his wife truly finds out he did what he did behind her back. I can prove it. Oh. People in Speak Your Peace always claim they have receipts, but I've not seen any brought yeah, forward. I, I, I think they need to amend the Speak Your Peace rules to allow for receipts. Yeah, printed receipts. Printed receipts. Oh, and here it is. Here's the text. I'm pleased that we have at least two politicians in these United States who will stand up and tell the truth. Oh, who are they? Can't wait to hear this. One, You're gonna love one it. you might have heard of, Tanya. The other you definitely have. <clears throat> one is Donald John Trump. The other's Terry Adams. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. You gotta be kidding me. Judge Adams is a fine young man. And he told the truth about what was going on with that march in the city of Whitesburg, which was so silly. I'd like to see more people stand up and tell the facts. Nobody's against black people. <laughs> well, facts. I mean, I... You know, I, I, I need to see some more paperwork on that. Need one. to see some receipts <laughs> on that one, actually. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. Uh, okay, we need to uh, pause here. Did you all see 
that a, a teacher in Pike County got fired yesterday, got fired this week for blackface? No. Wait, 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 wait. When did they do blackface? This week. Two, two days they ago. They did blackface this fired. week. You all miss this? Uh, yeah, I miss this. <laughs> so, like, this I've isn't been... one of those situations where, like, they found it They in uncovered it. Oh, no. Oh, no. This bitch, okay, she's a middle school teacher in Pike County. She put on her Snapchat or Facebook or something a picture of her in a black, um, like, face mask. Like a, like a, like a exfoliation mask or something. You know, like she's rubbed black. It's, in it, it's black. It's probably got charcoal or something in it. You know what I'm talking about? Wait a second. Was she doing blackface or was she doing like skincare face? Both. This is how it became blackface. Her uh-huh. comment said, uh-huh. you think I can get free health care now? Oh, my God. What? Okay. But, okay. Y'all, y'all are shocked. Y'all are so shocked that maybe I shouldn't ask my next question, but I'm going to anyway. So she, people were outraged at first. She worked, she worked for Belfry School in Pike County at first. So people were outraged, of course, and they started flooding Belfry with comp, with uh, complaints and Belfry started blocking everybody (laughs) until finally, finally the school board superintendent got a piece of it and she was uh, forced to resign within a day. But here's my question. Okay. Why, why did, are people not mobilizing in that way against Terry Adams' comments? Are they not at least as damaging from the highest-ranking official in our county as a blackface? Is it just like the performance of, of speaking out against blackface is so much more rewarding that people don't actually want to hold a local officials accountable for the, like, tyrant violent racist things they say see i think i think terry's thing is is it's vile don't get me wrong but i think the thing is it's like you believe terry's so dumb he doesn't know the difference you know what i mean this this person obviously presumably (laughs) if they're (laughs) teaching in public school in a county with you know there's i mean there's plenty of black communities in pike county there are black would, communities everywhere. <laughs> yes. I, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. mean, in Appalachia, sometimes we tell the story if we like to, like to act like there's like, oh, it's just as black as anywhere else, and that's not exactly true. But that also discounts the experience of people that live here that are black. Yeah. But what? Yeah, I just you just expect a little bit more out of a public school teacher than you do. Terry Adams. A public elected official. So you think the intent, it's the intent? I mean, it's just like Terry's just watched Fox News nonstop for the last 12 goddamn years. That is just like ugly and mean-spirited. You know well, what I mean? But I, Terry's I, just goddamn stupid. I think that um, to me the difference, and I don't, I can't speak for everybody. I don't know if everybody sees it this way, but for me the difference is that the teacher's thing is like explicitly racist. Like, right, nothing yeah. Terry said is explicitly racist. It's all that coded racist dog shit. Dog whistles. Yeah. yeah, it's all the dog whistle shit that the right-wingers always go with. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, like, that's, like, flagrantly racist, the teacher. Yeah, I, I don't... I, yeah, I mean, one, we're not the arbiters of such things, but two, yeah, that's exactly right, you know. That's... I don't know. I don't... What do you, what do you think? What, what do you... Tanya? I don't know. That's why I asked. I don't know. I mean, it just... 
I just immediately, I can't believe y'all missed this. I immediately, like, so many people were posting the phone, like, the screenshot and, of this girl and the phone number to the Board of Education, and, like, she was fired within a day. And people I see already, what you're saying. You're saying, why don't we have that same it like, just feels kind of about about Alton Terry. Yeah, and I, I'm not trying to say a school teacher has less power than him because he's a high, he is the highest ranking official. He has a lot of power, but teachers also have a ton of fucking power. And like, you can't talk about racism without talking about power, right? And structures. And so, like, hitting going for power structures that have the power to create racist policy, create racist people as a teacher, like. They both are in powers of uh, positions of power, but I just I, I've been trying to understand the last couple of days why the why the um, response to these things were so different because it's hard for me to understand. I guess I, I I agree with you, but I think the thing is is there's there are plenty of people that would say Terry has plausible plausible deniability, whereas the that he's just a dumbass flagrantly racist. <clears throat> Okay. Well, I mean, what did Terry say exactly? He was like, they're like Hitler. They're trying to destroy monuments. Um, Racist, discrimination does not exist. Discrimination does not exist. He said never that. never has in our little county. Yeah, he says that, um, well, even in the world, racism only exists in our minds. And the people who pull the race <laughs> card, the people who pull the race card, quote, are the real racists. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, again, that's very racist to um, to us. But like blackface and saying you think I can get health coverage now, like that is uh, that's a. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I wasn't trying to like debate which one was worse because that's totally useless. But just trying to understand the the difference in reactions, well, local but, reactions. I mean, I think you hit on something interesting there. Like people can get a teacher fired. Like we. We, unless we like arm the courthouse with guns, like storm it with uh, guns, like we can't get Terry Adams out of there until we vote him out. And so, like, well, he resigns. Yeah, we can only shame him and resign it, which is crazy. I mean, the young people that I've been working with, like, I feel like such a dick saying over and over again, like trying to explain because it's unfathomable. It's unfathomable to anyone, especially people new to political process, that there's nothing we can do about this man nothing and i'm like no you guys there really is no there's nowhere we can file a complaint there's nowhere we can like we can't get him fired and so maybe that is it maybe it's just like the process to holding elected officials accountable is so dire it's like so difficult it's going to inevitably cause all of us to lose a lot of sleep (laughs) and uh just like i mean in real time we don't have like the human capacity to even try to run that type of campaign we're slowly realizing you know what i mean and so that's true it's like they could easily in a day they made calls and got her fired we could call the courthouse for a month straight all day long every day we could show up to the courthouse every day and he may not resign and there will be nothing we can do about it in fact in in, in the opposite case too we might just embolden them you know what i mean right like the more you badger some of these folks the more just like belligerent and emboldened they get whereas like the teacher is like obviously clear cut in the wrong, you know what I mean? It's like kind of an open and shut. Like most people would agree that that's yeah, just vile. Well, anyway, we can cut this out if we want. I just have been like, I think it's interesting. Kinda, 
it's been hard to understand people's reaction and like because so much of the you know like move new like action by white people especially locally and and corporate certainly just feels so performative right now it's just like well you know going after your own elected official isn't as sexy as you know call blastering uh, blackface all over your instagram and shit so you can say that you're holding this blackface bitch accountable i mean that's that's um that's a conversation that i'm not going to wade into this week because i feel like i've been canceled about 18 times in the last three or four weeks but the whole (laughs) the whole idea behind getting people fired is uh something that i i don't want it to get out there that trillbilly support just getting people fired um but i don't know this case is uh i'm not gonna tell you how i really feel about it because i will get canceled for that but uh i do feel like it does necessitate a bit of nuance um i don't i don't ever i don't think it's a good precedence to get people fired but at the same time this is somebody who's molding young minds and this is um obviously that that's how she feels I don't know. It's not who you want molding the minds. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's all disturbing either way, but yeah. To the old witch here in Doty Creek, every time I have weeds growing around my house, you call the state police and they fly their little helicopter up here looking for a pot patch. I haven't grown pot in the last fifteen years. You do. <laughs> that's what. That's what the neighbors hang out with you and do. This was one of my favorite. Now, now, ones. now. If she was really a witch, she'd be. I because th- I thought this is where it was going. She'd be plucking all them weeds and using them in ceremony. Or she'd be flying on her broom and looking for the pot patch. Witch cop. <laughs> a witch cop. Real witches ain't narcs, damn it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! It's, oh, is, it that uh, is this the one I think you're think you're referring to? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, don't even read it. I can't handle it. <laughs> I'm weak. I'm weak this week. Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to go for it. I'm going in. Go for it. He's going I'm in. going in. <laughs> Actually, let me I, let me read something else, and then we'll get back to that, because that might be a good segue into our conversation about the goings on here. Jesus. Stick a pin in that. Problem with making videos on cell phones is they come back to haunt you. I'd like to know from a certain lady if she'll ever confess to her big ordeal over there at the Traveler's Motel in Virginia. That's why you don't make videos. They get shown to people. Your big leopard skin lingerie outfit. Yes, it's out there, and it's going to cost you, too, when your old man finds out. That's man, not salacious. It's a salacious I mean, week. There's a lot of racy stuff in here this week. Right. To a certain woman. I was just wondering what you tell your husband when you go to meet your boyfriend. You tell him you have to go change his diapers twice a day or take him to the doctor and give him a little <laughs> bubble bath? I just wonder about that. And then he talks about me like I'm a dog, at worthless piece of trash. Men are so interested in the actions of women. They are just like real. I mean, what do these people have to do with this? They ain't the husband or the other well, man. That Why would they kinda, fucking care? That one kind of sounds like it says, and then he talks about me like a dog, that worthless piece of trash. 
Oh, I think no that was way. a woman that wrote that. It kind of sounds like it might have been. <laughs> oh boy, there's two in here that I'm. It's they're giving me pause. <laughs> Dude, but I'm going for it. I'm I going for it. Here we look, go. Here I don't we think go. I have the energy. Look, I don't know if I have the energy to withstand another battle over free speech. Even though the really funny thing about people getting mad about m- me saying it was okay to print that speaker piece, even though I don't even know if I really believe that or not, it was kind of a Oh, bit. did people get mad about that? Yeah, yeah. The funny thing about that is that we repeated it so aren't we just doing the same thing we literally yeah, gave a platform I thought, to I thought it. the same thing and then i wrote in and i wrote in i put kkk in the paper again this week <laughs> so it's like uh, look we're hypocrites so <laughs> we're just stumbling over ourselves every day listen miss psychotic just because you think you've got a super education gives you no right to start doing again what you did before my brother got the plate of food that you brought him, and it was the same thing. You showed no concern at all about him. You know what you gave him. You're poisoning him again, aren't you? Sooner or later, you're going to end up in the penitentiary for doing what you're doing. You can't keep on attempting murder and get away with it. This is some southern gothic shit. Some the whole Falconer county shit. knows you're doing it. Isn't anybody in the county concerned about him? I live in the county. I don't know. I, for one, it. am not concerned about him. <laughs> I'd love to know who the hell we're talking about. I here. bet dollars to donuts he deserves it. <laughs> well, the whole county knows what's going on, Tanya. Isn't anybody concerned about him? You all know exactly who I'm talking about. Most of you women know because she's been out with just about every one of your husbands. My brother's a good man. <laughs> Listen, Miss Psychotic. Listen, Miss Psychotic. <laughs> All right, here we go. Do the last uh-huh. one, and let's let us let's let us let's let it roll us into the next topic okay. of discussion. Oh, I think a false prophet was hoisted on the people of Winter Pur- County it's by purpose. the Black Lives Matter organization <laughs> false in purpose. conjunction with U.S. Senate candidate Mr. Charles Booker and his friend and ally, Kentucky State Representative Angela Hatton. With the help and support of Whitesburg Chief of Police Tyrone Fields and Letcher County Sheriff Mickey, I would <laughs> die for you, Steins. Example, Father's Day weekend, Chicago, Illinois. 106 people shot, 14 murdered, including a 13-year-old girl and a 3-year-old boy. No one protesting, no one marching, no politicians speaking. This jackass stuff must stop. Thank you. Well, there you have it, folks. False prophet. They printed jackass? They did, yeah. What I think is hilarious <laughs> is they think that there's a a uh, uh, axis of evil with Charles Booker, Angie Hatton, and Tyrone Pitt. <laughs> and Mickey. And Mickey Stein. Yeah, Mickey Stein's a cube of e- a square of evil, a perestroika of oh my terror. God. <laughs> a quadrant. Amazing. Lord have mercy. Well, I guess well, that brings us into the topic du jour. Um, it is July 1st, and it is the day after the Kentucky Senate primary results were announced. Uh, coming in on top with... Uh, you guys want to hum a few bars while I bring up the... The latest election results. I would die for you. 
I got it right here. Um, and I'm not your lover. I'm not your friend. I'm something that would take you to jail. <laughs> I'm not your lover. I'm not your I'll pull friend. you over. I'll I'm take your weed. Of let your county man, cause I. I would die for you. I'd sell the guns down at the Veterans Museum for thirty dollars <laughs> and a couple of pills. <laughs> um. Okay. God Coming dead. out on top. Amy McGrath with two hundred forty-seven thousand votes, forty-five percent of the vote. Uh, is the winner over Charles Booker, who had 231,000 votes and 42.6% of the vote. Charles Booker won five counties. Um, all of them, well, not all of them, but at least three of them metro areas. Uh, Fayette County, Jefferson County, and Warren County. I don't know anything about Boyle County or Christian County, but he won those two. Are there bigger cities there? Is Paducah? Boyle County's damn no. Boiled okay. damn. There's a liberal arts college there. Um, Got it. Here's a question: What's the total number of votes you just said? Like four, five hundred thousand? It's around five hundred thousand. Yeah. Over a million people voted, supposedly. Why are there yeah. only? What's the deal? Why did only half well, the people the vote for U.S. senator? Pe- uh, the there was a Republican primary too. Uh, you gotta hear right. both sides, Tom. You gotta hear both sides. <laughs> Sorry, Mitch had two challengers. Um, n- you know, they neither of them got even remotely close. Um, those two challengers, yes, Mickey Steins and Tyrone Fields. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, you know, so. Uh, Amy McGrath won. Uh, oh shit! My landlord Tandy man just te- texted me. Do you mind if we shut your water off for a minute? Sure, go for <laughs> it, man. All right. Um. So, anyways, uh, Amy McGrath. Um. Won. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, like there's a lot of things in the air. Like apparently six thousand missing votes. Uh, 95% of the polling places were uh, removed and that kind of stuff. But um, so we can focus on the conspiratorial act uh, aspect of this or we can focus on the uh, absolutely um, uh, healed and disciplined Democratic electorate that um, needed to see McGrath win. Um, but I don't know. Where, where should we start? Tackle where do you... both if it's all the same to you. Two. I have a couple of theories I'd like to float. Um, we'll go. go wh- why don't you take the floor, Tom? And uh, maybe Tanya and I can feed off of that a little bit because uh, Tanya's ready to throw period blood at somebody, and <laughs> I spent all night reading uh, Amy McGrath's dissertation from when she was at John Hopkins. Wow. Uh, oh God! Oh God! <laughs> takes are coming. Damn hell! Position. We have got. Listen. I, I, I honestly, I, I 
want to make a care package for Nicole. I think she deserves some support, <laughs> honestly, because she clearly is not getting the best of you at this point. Send that woman some um, some um, okay, let's, dropper. Let's post Nicole's Thanks. Venmo. How about that? Let's send out Nicole's Venmo. <laughs> Donate My to Terrence's God. partner. <laughs> In these trying oh, times, she has to live with this maniac. I know, and everyone loves Nicole. She is so beloved. In a place where we love to hate people, you can't hate Nicole. You love her. She's so lovable. She, I'm very lucky. And she um, somehow it stuck. I don't know how this happened. Somehow she wound <laughs> up with me. A mentally ill psycho. Mi- Mr. Psychotic. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Truly, psychotic, Mr. psychotic. To the, to the poison food ladies, Mrs. Psychotic. Woo. Well, Tanya, if it's all the same to you, I think I had the floor there. First thing I'd like to float... <clears throat> I got out on the timeline. Hell, I guess that's been a week and a half ago now. And I said to everybody, I said, listen, I ain't saying I'm the victim of intentional voter suppression here or anything like that. I'm not saying I was willing to believe in the better angels of the nature of the Kentucky Department of Elections. Notoriously uh, chaste and upright organization. And I said to I said on time I said look I ain't saying that I'm targeted here all I am saying is that for the past two and a half days I have called the board of elections and I said hey I haven't gotten an absentee ballot and there's others like me out there there's others <laughs> and they said oh I hate that here hold on a second let me patch you through to somebody that can help you out Mr. Josh Richardson at the fucking uh, Frankfurt Department of fucking elections <laughs> I left three voicemails on that box. Not a goddamn one of them replied to in three and a half days. That would have been ample time enough to overnight me a ballot. But I guess Mr. Richardson didn't feel like it was... I might be getting this guy's name wrong. They're going to they're gonna call and say, there's no Josh Richardson at the Department of Elections. What the fuck are you talking about? Whoever this guy is, for the sake of it, we'll call him Josh Richardson. To protect his real identity. I've listened. And then I noticed something. While the Joe Sankas of the world and whoever else, the straight journalists, which I ain't got nothing against Joe, I like Joe, all of them were saying, no, no, this is this is the left that's, that's saying, shouting voter disenfranchisement. Everybody else, yeah, y'all got an ally in Republican state senator, congressman, whatever he is, Damon Thayer. Like, man, get yeah. the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Seriously. Like, listen, two things can be true. One... You can have high voter turnout despite actual attempts to suppress the vote. That can happen. Suppression does not mean you can't vote. It means you have to jump over nine goddamn hurdles to vote. Or and, and or it means that a certain type of person is being prevented to vote. Exactly. Tanya, I'm glad you brought that up because my next point is this. It's a funny fucking thing to me. We have one polling location in the 43rd largest city in America, but in goddamn Somerset, you can vote through any goddamn Arby's drive through <laughs> So I have a number three for milkshake, and by the way, let me go ahead and punch one in for... Hal Rogers. For Harold Hal Rogers of Kentucky 5th Congressional District, the poorest in the country going on four decades now. I just oh. think it's like... Like, 
are we above interrogating those things? Or is it the situation where you thought that, like, oh, well, uh, Booker's looking like he's going to walk the dog here, so let's just not make a big fuss. That way nothing's brought up in the event that he wins. But let me tell you something. I don't give a goddamn if Charles was up by three million votes. If you got thousands of people out here that didn't get to vote, that's a problem. It should give us pause. They closed 2,000 polling locations the week before the fucking election. Why are we not saying, uh, why are we just saying, oh, well, fuck, yeah, this was a bipartisan effort from the Democratic governor and the Republicans <clears throat> to make everybody, but get the fuck out of here, dude. I got a fucking bridge to sell you if you believe that the McConnell machine has any interest in helping people vote. No. <laughs> what did that decision happen a week before the election? Because I hadn't heard nothing about it until basically the, two days before the election. Yeah, I mean, it was like it was like just kind of a thing in the middle. That it. it's like two thousand polling locations, but we're so fucking desensitized and we're so like well adjusted to like injustice that we just didn't bat an eye at two thousand polling locations closing. Also, they don't even okay. They not only close those locations it's not like everyone got something in the mail telling them your location is closed go to this place instead they didn't even bother to hang signs at the closed locations telling people where to go organize like local people had to do that themselves like that was like local organizing there was no there was like so so many other things that could have happened no, Tony, no, it to wasn't. It was the, the outsiders. It was the outsiders telling us how to run our elections because oh, they God. think we're dumb and can't help ourselves. <laughs> you are so close to the camera, I see a booger. Yeah, <laughs> Let me tell you, the sad thing is I first noticed that about two hours ago and did nothing about it. <laughs> anyway, so that's the second thing, okay? The third thing is, is, man, like, look, I get the whole, like, if you don't want... You know, fucking, I don't know, who, Ron Perlman or LeVar Burton telling you that you got, you know, election fraud going on or whatever. I mean, but the thing is, it's like, that shit should give you pause. And if you live anywhere in the world and hear of a place of closing 2,000 polling locations the week before election, that's worth interrogating. And it's just so wild to me that we have, like, a tons of local journalists, including a Pulitzer Prize winner, <laughs> that just was, like, fucking scolding people <laughs> about, like, questioning the integrity of some of this parts of this election. This <laughs> it is just blows be a- my fucking mind. Yeah. Well, it's because they have to do two things. They have to walk a razor's edge between these two things. The one is the journalistic integrity part. The second is the... Which doesn't exist. Which doesn't exist. And the second is, like, the um, respectability gatekeeping part. So, like, nobody else can talk shit about the region or the uh, issues that they cover. Uh, because they think it's theirs and theirs alone, and so they have to sort of like post up under the hoop to sort of box everybody else out. Right, um, right. Well, but exactly. It, it rem- it's like they don't want anybody infringing on their beat is what it is. It reminds me of how people often talk about Appalachia, like um, how they're like, it's not just all poor people, you know. The media tries to make Appalachia look poor. It's not just all poor people, and it's like, let's okay, not, so what, you're saying God, there's, let's not you're saying the there's rich people barons. <laughs> yeah, are you saying? Are is that, so? What you want? You want uh, identity representation for the rich people here? <laughs> like, well, would somebody but, think of the Justice Family? For God's <laughs> sake! But it's it's uh, 
they can't let anybody else paint an unflattering portrait of it because only they are allowed to do that. Um, it has nothing to do with actual, um, you know, reportage or uh, justice. It's all about their personal individual relationship to it because yeah. that is the brain disease of journalists in 2020. They are benighted upon. They are victims. They are the single individual standing atop history yelling, stop, you know. <laughs> the last... The last, uh, the last bulwark between us and fascism. Exactly. Oh, but the thing that's crazy about it is, it's like they're sitting there hollering about uh, people outside telling us about our own elections or how we can't help ourselves. It's like, man, I'm not like a, like me. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about me, a guy that's lived in this state his whole life, and like fucking dozens of people in my DMs disproportionately black folks from the West End of Louisville saying, hey, I never got an absentee ballot either, or or I didn't file on the deadline in time and I would have to find a babysitter and I would have to take public transportation to get to the polling place because I can't just like walk down the street and vote now. You know what I'm saying? So like even yeah. if like, you know, they yeah, yes, I get they opened the convention center. That's great. Yes, I get that early voting was extended and all that stuff. That's great. But guess what? The other part to that too is like most people, particularly poor and working people, can't just like drop what they're doing and go fucking vote any day of the week. Like I know what you're gonna say. Well, your employer by law has to give you an hour to vote. Motherfucker, go they work at a VP in Eastern Kentucky and tell me that's true. Since when do employers abide by any laws? First yeah. of all, <laughs> but second, and like because because of the way of Louisville, you had to take the interstate to even get to the fucking voting location, and people were waiting in an hour's worth of traffic to get there. Exactly. Because, and and when our well, our polls close at six, and I know that uh, Booker got the Louisville yeah, location no. extended till six thirty, but fuck, so what? Rush hour lasts three hours in Louisville. Right, I mean, you get jammed up there. There's just no way you can do it. And, and Add hundreds of thousands of people trying to get to one location to vote. Jesus, fuck. Well, it's just so comical because, like, while they're saying all this, it literally took an act of a judge and a hundred motherfuckers beating on the doors to get in to vote to, like, get their attention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just to get a 30-minute extension. While they're sitting here fucking doing all this pearl clutching and shit about, oh, we got uh, turnout's great. Oh, it's fucking, no, it's amazing. Blah, 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 blah. And you got fucking a hundred motherfuckers out here trying to beat the doors down to get in because they closed the goddamn polls at six. That's criminal. I tell you what, it is crazy. I really hadn't thought about this. It is crazy to use uh, Kentucky's normal voter turnout as a baseline of success. Our, we have the lowest voter turnout in the fucking world. Or something. Yeah. It, it's insane. At what for for, the, for Trump in 2016, let like less than 20 percent of people in Letcher County voted. But all the Trump country news was that 80 percent of people in Letcher County voted for Trump. No, 80 percent of people didn't vote at fucking all. Yeah. Our yeah. voter turnout is so so bad, and to use that as a baseline and then be like, oh, we soared past normal records. Well, for God's sakes. The bar wasn't that goddamn high to begin with. <laughs> the bar was buried six feet. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No. It's true. So, I mean, while all that's true, that's like whatever, you know, who the hell knows what's going to happen. Up, But just know that, like, 
like, do your fucking job. Like, if people are saying in your own state, hey, I'm having these obstacles to vote, this doesn't seem right. Like, that's worth interrogating instead of, like, fucking trying to quell because you think that there's some, like, grander narrative you want to run with in your writing or whatever. Well, um, I mean, it, it, it was obvious that there was voter suppression, um, but uh, the the fucked up thing about it is, and this is the sort of catch twenty two of voter suppression is is like how do you how do you vote for people to end voter suppression when you can't vote? You know, <laughs> like what I mean. Right. Well, I figure this is where Terrence beeps in to say we shouldn't have had a primary. We shouldn't have had an election anyway. Yeah, I do believe that. I mean, that's the very, that's the con- put people in danger. Well, that's the contradiction of, like, saying that 95% of polling places were closed. Like, 100% of polling places should have been closed. We should not have been <laughs> forced to oh, go yeah. out in a pandemic. I mean, like, this is bad. I, I've been really <clears throat> in a bad place about this all week. Like, I want to go and visit family in a few months. And, like, is am I going to be able to do that? Like, are we even going to be able to travel, uh, you know, leave the state? I mean, like, this is just getting so much worse like europe opened up <clears throat> travel restrictions this week but you can't travel to europe uh from the from u.s, US. Um, i knew that was coming i mean every country should ban travel from the u.s if they haven't already <laughs> why would anyone yeah. be allowed to travel from here That's... um i was at the doctor this week it's my first like in in-person doctor's appointment since all this started and um she said that, you know, they're expecting another spike in November, but they're also expecting a vaccine in November. And I said, well, do you think the vaccine is actually going to work? Do you think it's going to be widely accessible? And she said, well, you always hope so. But she said, in all likelihood, you know, this virus has already mutated so many times that it's very likely that the vaccine they're creating right now will not be will not affect be effective against all strains. Yeah. The mu- the mutations that have happened in no- by November. <laughs> and I just stared at her. <laughs> like, <what>? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. What are it's we It's so bad. Well, I saw and- the thing Fauci said, not you know, I hate to be I hate to be a uh, you know, Mango Mussolini Cheeto guy and say, and quote Fauci, but Fauci is the same. <laughs> We're on pace to have 100,000 new infections per day in this country. I know. Jesus fuck. Well, 100,000 new infections a day. It's, it's Here's it's another incredible. crazy thing about going to the doctor. I So I got tested two weeks ago. They never gave me my results, but my doctor called and got my results. Like they gave, they gave my doctor my results, but they wouldn't give them to me. I called over the phone three times and never did get them. Anyway, it was negative, but that was two weeks ago. So really, that's like not even fucking helpful now. You know what I mean? And I went to Tennessee. I I mean, it's just over the border, not far out of the state. But I went and helped my sister move into a new house this past weekend. And so I told my doctor that. I said, could I get tested again? I went to Tennessee to help my sister. She said, well, where'd you go? And I told her. And she said, well, that's not a hot spot. I was like, no, but still, like, you know, I was out of the state. And then she asked me about all my, she asked me about all these symptoms. Are you having this, 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 this? And I didn't. And she said, well, then I don't recommend it. So there's still restrictions. They're still putting restrictions on testing. They didn't. They didn't test me, even though I asked for it multiple times. And also, they're still. It's like they they haven't fully admitted to themselves that people are asymptomatic. <laughs> like, yeah. 
people yeah. are testing positive without symptoms. That is fun. That is an interesting thing that you bring up there because it's like while um, like I see all these businesses are like, yeah, we're taking all the proper precautions. We're like taking people's temperatures and all that kind of shit. While like it doesn't fucking matter because now we know that at least half of the transmissions are from asymptomatic carriers. <laughs> like. I'll tell you all this. I made a grave mistake um, a, few, a few nights ago. Might have been a week. I had seen this crazy video of a woman like slinging her groceries out of her bath, out of the buggy, at throwing things at people. And I was trying to find it again. And Michella ended up putting YouTube on our TV, and we ended up watching like probably an hour's worth of videos of people freaking out about COVID and like trying to enter places without masks and just acting terrible. It was just like highlight reels. And it was so depressing to see people like, you know, a video here and there is kind of, it's, it's like alarming, but it's also slightly entertaining to see why women out in the world just acting fucking insane. But to see a bunch back to back was so debilitating. (laughs) I was just like, there's no hope for us. Before that, I was like, I think I'm going to write an op-ed and talk about this. And then I saw that and I was like, <laughs> There's, it's worthless. <laughs> Words are worthless right now. It's, it's, they're not worth the paper they're printed on. <laughs> truly, no. An op-ed. No. Uh, I was like, this is really... I'm going to write a letter to the editor. <laughs> write it to the paper. Oh. <sighs> Oh, it's bad. Um, I mean, not to take us further down the rabbit hole, but um, I saw this thing that said stocks closed out best quarter since 1998, clawing back most quarter one losses. This is at the same time that only half of the U.S. population has a job. I mean, like, we're just witnessing an incredible looting, like, in front of... I mean, like, we talk about looting in the streets. Like, this is looting on a scale that we can't even conceptualize. It is so... It is so vast. and uh, Think of this. Think of this, what you just said. We're talking about rebounding from record losses and then some at the same time that now the ruling class knows that they can just keep, you know, picking our pockets while at least half of us are out of work. Yeah. That's not a good... It's incredible. That's not a good uh, development. I mean, I can't even understand that. Michelle read me that headline in bed the other morning, and I, was, I, had to, I asked her to read it three times, because I was like... Or no, it might have been something slightly different, where it was like, someone predicts that we could rebound the economy five more percent if we did this, 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 and this. And it's just like, what's wrong with you people? I want to do my part to make well, sure I mean, that we don't rebound the economy. <clears throat> I'm pulling my money out of my goddamn retirement. There is no retirement. If you're yeah. contributing to retirement, if you're lucky enough to be one of the 50% people still employed and you're convinced and you're, you know, contributing to your retirement fund, you're a goddamn rude. My mom shamed me this past weekend when I was there with my helping my sister. My mom shamed me for not having a retirement plan. I but just mom, it's a coin. Her. Listen, I don't know if you understand the playing field here, but it's a coin flip if we make it to 50 at this point. Truly. And I mean, I'm not going to tell her that. I don't want to scare her even more than she already is. But I mean, she doesn't have a retirement plan. She's going to be working till she's dead in the grave. And I guess that's why she's telling me, she's like, you don't want to have to do what I've done. And it's just like, woman, there's just no. <sighs> I was, um, uh, 
I was talking to some people in Whitesburg, family members this week, and surprisingly, my hyper-religious family is taking this seriously. But they said, they were telling me stories of other people that weren't taking it so seriously, including one woman who claims that she's washed in the blood, and that'd be the blood of Christ for anybody that's home. <laughs> not and my that, menstrual blood. And that, now, not Tanya's menstrual blood, although I imagine at least a couple of people at the Board of Elections might be covered in that soon. <laughs> we hope. But, uh, yeah, but she said that she, because she was covered with the blood, no COVID was going to touch her. And, uh, you know, I hate to use this old cliche, but big if true. That could be a breakthrough. It could be a development. <laughs> Kanye just put out a song this week called Washed in the Blood, so maybe if this movement's gaining traction. Oh, my God. Um, well, regardless of what happens, at least we've got Amy McGrath um, coming to... Did you guys know that... Um, so I watched... I listened to this podcast with her on it. Um, like Because, like, when, when, you when she first... You read her thesis, her college thesis... I did. I did. It's very boring. Incredibly boring. It's like Have none of college. That's a thesis. It's a. There's not an unboring dissertation <laughs> in existence. <laughs> they don't exist. This is academia. Hers Even was the a good ones are kind of duddish. <laughs> Hers was about like the application of like U.S. soft power in the world, um, and how like. I- interesting stance for a fighter pilot to take. Yeah. Um, the soft power influence of American education on foreign military officers. Um, I mean, it's very boring. But, uh, but like, I, w- I listened to this. I mean, because, like, when we first started, like, when she first announced that she was running, we did an episode about her, like, about how she was, like, the first woman fire uh fighter pilot to pilot an f-18 in combat and all this and i think yes, we the covered episode it's called i just want to die <laughs> that is one Little of several i know i actually didn't want to die <laughs> <laughs> yeah that didn't age well yeah um <clears throat> like so all like our we, episodes we were just pissing and moaning at that time. Oh my god, things are so bad. Yeah, Jeffrey, we had no idea. What was weird was Jeffrey Epstein was alive and then dead like a few days after that episode. Well, so we covered like the broad basics, um, but there's like oh. other details of her life I wasn't aware of. And I listened to this podcast called um, Angry Americans. Uh, it's like Is by she, this. Was she a guest? She was a guest on it, and okay. it's it's like hosted by this guy who is like one of those progressive army guys. Like, there's a specific strain of military guy in the U.S. who who just wishes that liberals had been in charge of the Iraq War instead of conservatives. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and Amy McGrath is very obviously in that camp. She just wishes that liberals would have prosecuted that war rather than conservatives. Um, but this podcast was, it was brutal. It was like, it was about like, uh, epic things like whiskey and like bacon and, you know, like just the epic stuff that like liberal, yeah, stuff like that. And, um, <coughs> and I didn't know this, but she said on this podcast that on nine eleven she was the last line of defense for Los Angeles. 
So she was flying an F-18 over Los Angeles during 9-11. And was the so last... Amy McGrath was the only bulwark between Al-Qaeda yeah. and Los Angeles. And Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's got these stories that she tells of herself. I've seen her recount them several other places where she talks about how when she was a kid, she wrote to her congressman about how she wanted to be a, a fire, fighter pilot, and they told her no because she was a little girl. They were like, no, women can't do that. You can't be a fighter pilot. And it's like, okay, that's... I I would need to see the receipts, obviously, but, like, who the fuck wants when to be she, a... When did she grow up? The 1940s? <laughs> <laughs> People love to tell little girls, oh, you can be whatever you want to be. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, it's like, in practice, yeah, but... what? Like, you you would never tell a little girl she can't be something she exact wanted. exactly like I need to see receipts and also like it is a certain kind of dead eyed psychopath who wants to be a fighter pilot from like the age of eight and then goes on to do it and uh, and then parlays that into like that's the that's the difference like when you really look at it from that angle like that person was nominated over someone who's campaign motto was from the hood to the hauler you know what i mean like yeah that's where we're at um i'm just so depressed that we have to keep talking about her for months more yeah yeah it doesn't fucking matter like she's obviously she serves one purpose in this campaign and that is to make mitch mcconnell spend money while raising money for the dnc that's it that's all it's a perfect she's the she's she is the perfect Democratic candidate if you know what the Democratic Party is trying to do, which they I mean, at this point, what else can you think they're doing? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Here's what the Dems didn't didn't figure. You can raise all the money in the world, but if it's if you're putting it on dead money, <laughs> what's the fucking point? I mean, well, that this, money's not this for her. person figure barely eked out a victory with all of these sort of like voter suppression tactics in place and out fundraises her opponent 41 to 1 almost. Even less than that, really. Like 41 yeah. to 0.8 and lost. If Mitch McConnell fucking has a goddamn 99 cents and a cup of coffee, he'll win this election. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what the Dems want. They do not want to beat Mitch McConnell. And I had these crazy... This isn't even a hot take. I had these crazy people in my mentions yesterday or whenever the fuck this happened. Yeah, it was yesterday. God damn. Uh, so, and literally someone said, your your take on this is so twisted. <laughs> twisted. That Get, person show me, in Kentucky or outside Kentucky? I don't know or care. Show me one shred of evidence. Anything. Any shred of evidence that the Democrats want to win. Anything, really. I, I mean, then I'll kiss your ass. Uh, it's... Um... But imagine if she does win. Like, imagine if Biden and... Like, imagine how badass it's going to be if Biden and McGrath win. <laughs> it's going to be so tight. Do you realize how tight it's going to be? It, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing is about that is, though. Is you still... You just can't get excited about anything. You know what I mean? I love the people already on my TL that have been like... Even on the even on my Facebook, are like, man, I dread voting in November, but we we got got to do it. Got to get, get Mitch out of there. 
Got to grit your teeth and do it, people. Already. Yeah. Day one. Yeah. Oh, I'm already dreading that November. Maybe what we should have done is not run a candidate we have to have qualifiers about and then, like, act like we... And, like, people actually feel like they can't act excited about voting for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Like, even the Amy supporters know she sucks and can't act like they're Amy supporters. <laughs> I mean, the fascinating thing about it, and this is the thing with Biden, too, and so this is a sort of microcosm of that. Is, 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 I mean, just to kind of put a bow on it, is that Booker was an actual candidate. I mean, he was running on clear platforms, uh, clear policy platforms, and with a sort of political vision that was unprecedented unprecedented for this state he was actually tying together the sort of oppressions that happen in inner city urban areas like louisville and lexington with the sort of rural areas like eastern kentucky and central western kentucky like that is an actual politic and then not only i'm sorry to interrupt you oh yeah go ahead may <clears throat> i not only was he you know our our furthest left candidate that we have ever been able to vote for but he's maybe the only candidate for anything in kentucky that didn't lean on stereotypes to get elected yeah yeah no and one well, also just... his, his story is also completely compelling i mean uh, he suffers from all of the things that he's trying to end uh you know whether it's environmental pollution or health <clears throat> care problems uh struggling to pay with those things for those things etc he i mean this is again i mean you can't put it any clearer and the fact that the democratic party i mean like the fact that they their preferred candidate is this person who has no beliefs i mean if you listen to her like i was listening to her on this podcast and the guy was asking her like why'd you run as a democrat why'd you why did you decide <laughs> to run and she was like she was like, I, the modern Republican Party is just in, uh, uh, doesn't, it's not even recognizable anymore. And she said, um, I don't want to oh, be in the, God. she said, I feel very strongly that I had to stand up. Where is our leadership? What's going on with our country? I didn't want to be on the couch with my children and say, well, I didn't have the courage to run. Like, this is somebody who's just like, there's nothing there. She's a psycho. She's a literal yeah. murderer. Hey. So, hey, hey. Which was funny that she says, I just didn't want to sit on the couch with my children and run. Like, when that moderator asked her about, like, the protests, like, well, did you go to Louisville and stand up with Black Lives Matter? I had family things to do. No, I was at home on the couch with my kids. Yeah, I was at home on the couch with my kids. (laughs) She's a murdering war criminal maniac, and I, I literally can't tell you any actual thing about her. And, and we know all this about Booker. And so we know and, all these things. It's just like it's just they're they're they just could not be more different. Yeah, exactly. And so like just by that objective reality, just by those objective facts, that like just the idea that um people sort of would scold you into like voting or say, well, you got to do it, you got to do it, got to hold your nose. <laughs> it's just like. It's like, whatever, man. I mean, this goes back to what we said a few weeks ago when we read that letter from the old SDS dinosaurs. Like, it doesn't matter. The fact that, like, the major American corporate party now is uh, not even interested even remotely in challenging the Republicans, this, like, very clearly fascist organization that is um, trying to, uh, I don't know, literally kill all of us, 
just the fact that they're not even willing to put up a challenge to that, but would rather fundraise off of it? Instead of challenging it, like what Booker wanted to do, they wanted to fundraise off of it. Like, that should tell you that it doesn't matter if you vote for her or not. It doesn't fucking matter, because that's the priorities of the party. There's no fucking challenge to this genocidal, you know, uh, death cult that wants to kill us all. That 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 is it, and it doesn't matter. So, I... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If Charles would have won, it would have still been an uphill battle. You know what I mean? It's Mitch McConnell we're talking about. Yeah. Like, but at least Charles wants to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least he's interested in... And imagine the conversations about Kentucky and about the possibilities for Kentuckians. Those those conversations the next few months would have been worlds different. Yeah. And that's what she stole from us. There's literally nothing that we, we have no platform to talk about anything that we believe in or want or need and no 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 way to organize with anyone around fucking Amy fucking McGrath. I have nothing but contempt for her. Same. Really? Now same. I mean... <laughs> and Charles Booker had already mobilized so many new new people, new organizers. It's just fucking insane. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, like I said last week, I was trying not to get my hopes up, and at this point, it's water under the bridge. Uh, we did what we could, and he, um, he did a great job, but this is the future of America. This is where it's going, and... Um, and... Uh, so at this point, it really is only revolution or bust. You know, there's nothing. There's just like there's obviously there's no any kind of like electoral sort of avenue for relief. And it's fascinating. No one even talks about healthcare now. Have you guys noticed this? Like it's it's not even in it, like in a it's pandemic in a pandemic. No one even talks <laughs> about it anymore. It's like not even remotely on the fucking agenda. So, I mean, this is it. This is what they wanted. <clears throat> and, uh, and like, the, the only thing that we have right now is each other. Um, and so that's the only uh, sort of thing to take away from this, <clears throat> I guess. And the, the looming specter of 100,000 new coronavirus infections every day. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Maybe I will write that op-ed. Yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> I mean, 700 people in Letcher County did vote for Charles Booker. And the motherfucker, his stance on his website is so clear and easy to understand. They they couldn't have made a mistake about what they were voting for. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, this is the thing, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I can't sit here and be like, well, he almost won and it's good that he got so many votes. I mean, because it is, and it's those things. But, I, I, but at the same time, I, I, I think celebrating an almost won campaign, you know, like, Almost only counts in like horseshoes and hand grenades or whatever the fuck it is. Regardless, um, it does it does show you that uh, there is still a very sizable portion of there out there, and we learned this with Bernie too, of the Democratic electorate that um, is so completely uh, brought to heel. They're so completely disciplined by the Democratic Party, and more importantly, by the Republican Party. That they can't envision anything else, and I think that is um, that is what's scary to me going into the next couple of years with this pandemic and other things. It's like uh, those people are just as dangerous as the Republicans, and so we have to look for the people that are on our side, and we have to stay together. Because <coughs> uh, yeah, I can't I can't sugarcoat it. This isn't it's it's. I mean, like we kind of expected this to happen, but 
at the same time, every time it happens, you're like, God damn, like, this isn't good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you guys say? Any closing thoughts about it? I think our faces say it all. I hope God smites Chuck Schumer for one. <laughs> Truly. That's one thing I hope. If I could get an arm's reach of him, he'd be drinking my fucking period blood. Um, I got plenty of it to share share around. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that was just depressing. It's just like Yeah. Anyway. Well, it is what it is, you know. There's nothing we can do about it now. It is uh it's life, I guess. Oh, it's funny. Everybody's in the mentions talking about. Well, there's six thousand votes thrown out. Don't give up hope yet. There's going to be go to. It's like, man, I can tell you exactly what any fucking judge in the country is going to say. Well, it's a moot point now because the election's over. You know what I mean? Maybe if like before the results were certified, they filed this shit and maybe could have said, "Oh wait," but it doesn't no. fucking matter now. No, I mean, they're not going to overturn the election. His margin is much larger than six thousand votes at this point, anyways. Um. And I mean, so it, yeah, it's over. And but also, again, this goes to, I mean, I've, I've, I kind of feel like there's a bit of an inevitability here. People would probably call this not Marxist and not materialist, but I kind of feel like it's inevitable that McGrath would win. I mean, at this point, and that by that token, it kind of makes sense that Biden would win in November. Um, it kind of makes sense from a narrative standpoint. You know what I mean? Like uh, this, this country is so committed to its own. Um, I don't know to its own myth making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Project. That, yeah, yeah. That that this is the only outcome. You know, I mean, like we've still sort of internalized the idea that there are no alternatives, and that has brought us further and further down this road. Um, I mean, because like, like when this coronavirus stuff all started, like. I remember what were we were all saying. We were all saying like, "Oh, this is going to be it. This is this might be the thing that finally reveals America's contradictions for all that it is, and might spill it out into the open and creates like some sort of social change, some sort of impetus towards maybe a universal healthcare system or something like that." And it's like, none of that's happening. Uh, what's what it's what appears to be happening now is just retrenchment and further uh, just you know, driving towards utter self-destruction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead of defunding police, they are investing in more police. I have some good news for you, friends, though. <laughs> Do if you? there's any parallel to be drawn between the late Soviet Union and here, this bitch is getting ready to collapse. And if any <laughs> luck, if there's any luck involved... We'll get to lead some of these people into a tiled room with just a drain in the floor, and they don't get to come back out. So, <laughs> take a little bit of solace in that. Even though that's probably a, a, yet another dumb fucking fantasy I have, but mm. you know, you gotta take it, take it where you can get it. You know, <laughs> life, happiness in life is largely about self-delusion. So, it is. Uh, you just gotta be there for each other and. Uh... Enjoy it while it lasts, you know? I mean, like, I just revert to all the sort of, like, um, platitudes that uh, I see, like, on my mom's, like, Joyce Meyer posts and stuff. It's like, 
be there for each other, you know, celebrate friendship. It's like, well, that's all you got left, really. So. Uh, you know, hey, let's, you know, <laughs> our leaders have failed us. Let's see what the woman who uh, got in trouble with the Senate for owning a golden toilet tax-free has to say about things. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Well, anyways, uh, we can continue burning shit down now. Uh, so we got that. Um, but I-, I really can't stress enough. Be safe out there, folks. Your number one priority right now should be not getting coronavirus. I don't care what that entails. If it means not protesting and staying in, whatever you got to do, do not get this virus. Take all the precautions you can. Be disinfecting, wear masks, social distance. We can't afford to lose each other, especially not to something this fucking stupid that was totally inev- that was totally unavoidable, or that was totally avoidable. Um. So, uh, take precautions, my friends. <clears throat> did you see the lessons from Hong Kong? No, I did not. Hong Kong's one of the most densely populated cities in the world, and they kept their numbers very small. Right? Uh-huh. They never, they never really even had like a huge outbreak, and they attribute it to ninety-seven percent. Um. I don't know what you call it. Mask not, compliance. Yes, compliance with masks. Mm. And they said the other 3% was mostly Americans and Europeans. <laughs> Incredible. The 3% who did not comply. Anyway, you know, facts can be misleading, but masks really do work. Like, we it, we aren't just making things out up out of nothing. Like, we have all of this other, all these other places in the world to learn from but as usual we're not thing listening is, thing is though it's it's an all or nothing proposition if you have to have everybody buying in or not at all so well i mean there's that but you can do things to reduce the possibility that you might get it and and that's what i'm saying like i think that that has to be our number one priority yeah we should burn down wendy's but we should make sure that we don't get fucking coronavirus <laughs> yeah we got to stay alive. And again, it's like dot like it this was totally avoidable. Like this is just been botched so spectacularly. It's so bad. I mean, it, it defies human comprehension. And um so in those situ- in conditions in that kind of situation, it's like we got to look out for each other and ourselves and um because, like, no one's at the wheel. Like, that's the craziest thing about it, right? Like, no one is at the wheel. Uh, Just eight guys that have the keys to all the banks and the money. Yeah. Right. Well, friends, uh, thanks for listening this week. A little bit of a downer, I guess. I <laughs> Well, it took a downturn. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been depressed as fuck lately, man. It's totally my fault. I've been. No, uh, it's, that's not just you. It's me too. I've, I've. This is the first day I've come out of a depression. So. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Yeah, I just can't stop thinking about death. I mean, like I literally—it's all I think about all the time. I didn't think that was really <laughs> that new for you, though. No, it's not that new. But it's like I think it's the older I get, the more it's like I'm gonna die. Like it just so really. What is a meaningful life? What is the point? You know, I think yeah. this is, I can't stop thinking about it. And, uh, and is this what I should be doing? Should I be podcasting for a couple thousand people who scream, 
fuck you at me every week <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we all deserve to make a living terrence uh, i guess you're even right even you this is how it i could pay be the worse bills. it could be I worse i think about death too but i think about it from a different direction for me it, i have a more materialist position on it just just looks like it hurts tom knows he's got a mansion waiting for him in the sky <laughs> he doesn't fear death that's the difference between me and tom i guess He's looking forward to them pearly gates. I've spent at least 15 minutes of every hour of my life since I was 13 thinking about death. So, Me too, but it's just gotten harder, I guess. The older I've gotten. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It could happen tomorrow, you know? Let's hope not. Let's hope not, I guess. Anyways... Alright, well, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon for more of the same but different. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Slash Trivial If, you don't, if you don't subscribe to the Patreon, God's going to call Terrence home. <laughs> so we're going to use TV Preacher fundraising tactics from now on. Oh, fuck. All right, all right. Thanks for listening this week, folks, and um, hope you have a great week and a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.